it began as a call to adventure, luring us from the ordinary to a place where good conquers evil, where heroes rise from within, and we realize that our story has just begun. What's going on guys? Welcome to Everything Always. My name is Michael Roman. This is the newest teaser trailer for Disney Plus upcoming series in English and for the North American markets. Unlike last week where we got the Latin American teaser that also talked about WandaVision. Now in a blink and you miss it indicator, there was definitely two there for both Falcon and the Winter Soldier and WandaVision. It said coming soon in the bottom left hand corner and this coming just days after a supposed Disney support let everyone know that WandaVision wasn't coming out until 2020. That has since been debunked. We're going to talk about that very quickly and also break down the most likely release date now being eyed by industry insiders for WandaVision. But first, if you could grab the subscribe button, we're still giving away this insane one fourth scale beta ray bill and our third and final Infinity Saga box set. If you want to be entered to win, all you have to do is hit the subscribe button, then leave a comment down below. And if you want, stick around to the end of the video. We'll get into all the giveaway stuff again there. So, real quickly for some context, and in case you missed it or if you happen to see it on social media in the next couple of days, someone reached out to Disney Plus Latin America on their chat line for support asking about what's going on with the Disney Plus shows. And again, in Spanish and translated, their support person had answered that WandaVision wouldn't be coming out until 2021. Well, the Marvel Cinematic Universe news cycle, the way that it is, fans the way that they are, this of course caused great waves, people all expecting to see this series this year. Now, thankfully, there were those who tried to step up and debunk this, indicating they worked for Disney in the same support capacity and that they had no idea about when the Disney Plus shows are releasing. There have also been others who have indicated there are higher up execs who still don't know the release date. And if that's true, then there's no way some simple chat support for Disney Plus in any country, Latin America or otherwise, have any of that information. And so it's interesting that they would say that they could have meant Falcon and the Winter Soldier or just been doing their best on the information they've got. Now, this teaser trailer from today said coming soon for both WandaVision and the Falcon in the Winter Soldier. But we've actually had two pieces of information come out here real shortly that still support a 2020 release. The first of which was this. We ran this report a couple of weeks ago in international markets indicating that WandaVision may actually debut on the 28th of November and we all speculated that if that's an international debut on the 28th that perhaps WandaVision could come out on the 27th. We then just within the last week got that pretty unofficial Latin American teaser trailer for WandaVision. Both Paul Bettany who plays Vision and Elizabeth Olsen, Scarlet Witch herself just on set in regular clothing telling people to watch out for WandaVision on Latin America Disney Plus. I doubt they would be running a fresh teaser for that property specifically if we weren't getting it soon. The only caveat I'll add, a lot of industry insiders pointing to this, and I've mentioned it many times as well, I would be surprised if Disney Plus wanted to run The Mandalorian and Scarlet Witch at the exact same time, considering how little content they have done and produced. You think one would lead into the other, pushing WandaVision all the way back to December, but alas, given it's going to be the holiday season, everyone's going to be home the way the year has been, I would also be very surprised if Disney Plus chooses not to put this out this year. So if you see the rumor 2021 delay floating around on Instagram or any of the other social media sites or any of the Hollywood trades, don't buy into it. For some reason, Disney still haven't given us the official date, but with the way things are going this year, everybody being around for the holiday season and Mandalorian ending in the beginning of December, I would be very surprised if Marvel chose to skip this and put this out in spring 
take the entire 2020 year off. Guys, let me know all your thoughts down below. And by the way, the inclusion of these new teasers, like the one we ran at the beginning of this video, are also supporting the fact that something Marvel related is coming out soon, or they wouldn't be doing all this new promo for it. Let me know all your thoughts down below. And quickly, let's get into the giveaway stuff before I let you go. We're still giving away this insane one fourth scale beta ray bill. All you have to do to be entered to win is hit the subscribe button, then leave a comment down below, and that automatically entries you to win all the rest of the prizes here at the channel like our third and final infinity saga box set we gave away two earlier this year we're giving this one away on new year's eve regardless of the subscriber count if you want to be entered to win again any of the future prizes here at the channel or either of these all the same rules will always apply hit the subscribe button to make sure you're a subscriber here at the channel leave a comment on the video and because it's truly random the more videos you comment on the better chance you have of winning then hit the notification bell with notifications turned on to keep up with the content and of course if you enjoyed today's video or any of the other content at the channel please hit the like button my name is Michael Roman if you guys want to follow me one step further you can find me on Instagram at I am fires or over on twitch twitch.tv forward slash novellen n-v-e-l-l-e-n there's links down in the description to both guys this is everything always thanks for checking out the channel and stick around we'll be posting again real real soon What's going on guys? Welcome to Everything Always. My name is Michael Roman and as I'm sure many of you saw yesterday, Tom Holland taking to Instagram to reveal what is easily the first and clearest look at Spider-Man 3, confirming the return of the same suit from Spider-Man Far From Home. But what many didn't notice, and it took a couple of eagle-eyed Redditors to point out, is there is a mystery character that very much looks like he's in costume, standing to the right of this photo and almost all the way out of frame, immediately begging the question, who could this character be in context with what we already know about Spider-Man 3. We're going to go ahead and weigh in and run down the list of likely candidates for which there are many, a couple of villains, a couple of superheroes, maybe even something else. We're going to break it all down. But first, if you could grab the subscribe button, we're still giving away this insane one-fourth scale XM Studios Beta Ray Bill and our third and final Infinity Saga box set. If you want to be entered to win, all you have to do hit the subscribe button, then leave a comment down below. And if you want, stick around at the end of the video. We'll get into all the giveaways stuff again there. So when first this was pointed out, there were a lot of great, well, and should I say not so great guesses online and Reddit. And I would like to allow that perhaps this is someone behind the scenes, either a stagehand, someone holding a camera and they have to maybe hold a prop or so, but why would you be dressed in a long trench coat? That doesn't seem to make sense for any reason. And if you were doing any sort of motion capture or anything to do with CGI, you wouldn't be dressed in that either. Many people also pointed out that with the thumb holes and all this definitely looks specifically like costuming not something you would be wearing by choice because of course on set it would be super warm you wouldn't want to be wearing long sleeves like that either so ruling out that this is someone working behind the scenes or behind the camera on the production itself a lot of people on reddit were quick to point out that this could easily be dr strange or something to do with dr strange as he was to head and film his scenes first before heading to london to film dr strange 2 now outside of being able to confirm that as it's changed quite a bit there's been no word of Benedict Cumberbatch arriving to be on set to film his scenes. And also, if you notice, to be fair, he's always wearing the exact same costuming, that blue underneath the red robe. And this doesn't really look anything like that. While they may be filming his scene soon, it's pretty sure that this is not that. My immediate thought is this could be Nick Fury. And I guess there's a lot of support for that. He's always been on the scene for Spider-Man.
Spider-Man, well, at least since Spider-Man Far From Home. Then again, it wasn't really him anyway, it was Talos, but you'd like to think that eventually Nick Fury himself would step in and introduce himself, especially since now we know he's off of vacation on the sword base, and considering that very scene took place in a Spider-Man Far From Home post credit scene, there's a good chance it would hang over, and now that Tony Stark is gone, and the Avengers are maybe perhaps still disassembled, Spider-Man might be a likely outreach. It's also going to be the case now with Mysterio having pinned all of these murders on him, that he's going to need some help from Nick Fury, and you would think Nick Fury, knowing better than that, wouldn't leave him stranded, considering Talos is going to explain everything that happened. Now, going one step further than that, there are some interesting villains from the Spider-Man's Rogue Gallery that all do wear sort of this leather trench coat look, while some of them may be a little early on the scene who don't make sense, and we'll get to those at the end. There's one from an alternate cinematic universe who rocked the leather trench coat look perfectly, none other than Dr. Otto Octavia. How can anyone forget this look from the original Spider-Man trilogy, which has been on the tip of everyone's tongue since we've been talking about the option of a Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield into the Spider-Verse? No, I am not saying that Alfred Molina's Dr. Octavius is going to show up in the MCU or anything like it, or even if they did him that they would borrow any of the costuming techniques. But man, you have to think, especially with the thumbholes, this sort of matches what was going on with him back in the day. And it really put us in mind of that original Spider-Man 3 set photo that got leaked by a production worker just a couple of weeks back on his Instagram letting us see the entirety of this set that looks a lot like a laboratory putting us in mind of either Oscorp and Norman Osborn or of course Dr. Otto Octavius Dr. Octopus himself but regardless it's impossible to tell from just one sleeve and while it doesn't look like there are a lot of extras around or this is a scene that would call for extras and if that is costuming it means that it's somebody I think Nick Fury is the most likely peg for this what he'll be doing with Spider-Man most likely helping him navigate how to have this pinned on him and of course he could tell everybody what was going on on. As I just mentioned, Talos is going to be able to explain everything firsthand, but the problem is, is that he's basically been the bastion of anonymity going all the way back to when he faked his own death in Winter Soldier. Remember the long-standing theory that he's actually been a scroll the rest of the way, including Age of Ultron when he shows up. There's a chance he doesn't want to break that anonymity just yet, which means even though everyone would trust him and he'd be able to vouch, he doesn't want to come out of hiding yet and he's not willing to do it in order to clear Spider-Man's name. Either way, guys it's really hard to pin this just on one sleeve and of course if there was any way they didn't want you to know who this was or leave us guessing they would have made sure to have cropped it out of the photo I think this was on purpose I just think it may lead to a dead end until we know a little more about what's going on that being said there is one other villain I will leave you with that normally wears a nice long trench coat that could be none other than Morbius and even though in some depictions that coat is cut off at the sleeve either on the bicep or a little bit higher, it's impossible to imagine Morbius without the long leather trench coat. And yeah, while I'm totally willing to concede that Sony could have waited for Adrian Toomes' Vulture Easter Egg for even a second trailer and went ahead and crammed it in the very first one, that they are dying to cross Venom and Morbius into Spider-Man as fast as they can, and with Morbius the Living Vampire and Venom 2 set to release this year, they could easily lead in 
I'm just not willing to concede that they are going to put either of those characters in the finishing trilogy movie set in the MCU with as much narrative is set left for Tom Holland's Peter Parker to cover in lieu of everything that's already happened. I can't see them introducing Sony-verse villains that only have one movie to their franchise. They don't even know how they're going to do. There's no way Kevin Feige is going to let those characters in. Either way, if there's a villain that you've thought of, and there are a couple I haven't mentioned that wear a trench coat, you think this could be or any other character that makes sense for the narrative i think we've covered all bases but let me know your thoughts and of course as soon as tom holland or anybody else posts any more set photos we will immediately cover those as well as the rest of the spider-man 3 news cycle which is definitely well underway guys let me know all your thoughts down below and quickly let's get into the giveaway stuff before i let you go we're still giving away this insane one-fourth scale xm studios beta ray bill at 750,000 subscribers we should easily hit that by by the end of the year all you have to do to be entered to win hit the subscribe button then hit the notification bell leave a like and a comment down below and that'll automatically enter you to win all the rest of the prizes here at the channel like this third and final infinity saga box set we gave two away at the beginning of the year we're giving this one away on new year's eve regardless of the subscriber count if you want to be entered to win the beta ray bill this infinity saga box set or any of the other prizes we give away here at the channel when we finally give away those playstation 5s once we get them in hand all the same rules will always apply. Hit the subscribe button to make sure you're a subscriber at the channel, then leave a comment down below. Because it's truly random, the more videos you comment on, the better chance you have of winning. Make sure to hit the notification bell with notifications turned on to keep up with the content. And of course, if you enjoyed today's video or the content here at the channel, make sure to hit the like button. If you've missed any of the previous winner announcements, no worries, all you have to do is go back to the channel, look for winner announcement and the sub count in the title. My name's Michael Roman. If you guys want to follow me one step further, you can find me on Instagram at I am fires or over on Twitch. That's twitch.tv forward slash Novellen, N V E L L E N. There's links down in the description to both. Thanks for checking out the channel. Stick around, guys. We'll be posting again real, real soon. What's going on guys? Welcome to Everything Always. My name's Michael Roman. You know, it had been a while since we heard about anything Fantastic Four related at Marvel Studios after all of the rumors about John Krasinski and Emily Blunt steadily died down of them joining the franchise. And then of course, with everything that happened during 2020 and the moving of the Marvel Phase 4 slate twice, that didn't help new properties in development much. But yesterday, we got a huge update finally confirming pre-production on the Fantastic Four. We're going to break down exactly where this is coming from, what they said about this Marvel Studios property and even run down some of the narrative points that could be included in this first iteration of the first family at Marvel Studios. We're going to break it all down, but first, if you could grab the subscribe button, we're still giving away this insane one-fourth scale XM Studios Beta Ray Bill as well as our third and final Infinity Saga box set. If you want to be entered to win, all you have to do, hit the subscribe button, then hit the notification bell, leave a like and a comment down below, and if you want, stick around to the end of the video. We'll get into all the giveaway stuff again there. So some quick backstory and context since this is the first official news of pre-production of the Fantastic Four over at Marvel Studios. It was about six months ago when industry insiders pointed to both Grass-Fed Productions and Solve Everything Productions LLC as both being tied to Marvel Studios were able to confirm that for the first Grass-Fed Productions and speculated that may have something to do with Blade referring to, well, humans as livestock for vampires, but they weren't able to confirm that for Solve Everything other than the namesake matching a very 
very famous Fantastic Four storyline. Well, yesterday and finally that all changed, speculation needed no longer coming from Charlie Murphy over at Murphy's Multiverse, a trusted industry insider we cover often here at the channel, reporting, quote, as of today, there's no room for doubt. Solve Everything Productions is officially a registered Marvel Studios property and, as he has discussed many times, points directly to the Fantastic Four, making it highly probable, and he goes on to speculate, Kevin Feige and the crew have given the green light to the project, and although there's no official word, it's increasingly likely that the Fantastic Four will be added to the 2023 slate. Now, before we get into that, which I've talked about it many times here at the channel, and I have my beliefs on that as well, and we'll get to that, there's definitely a starting point for every production over at Marvel Studios and every film really in general, Disney Plus or the silver screen, they always start a brand new production LLC for each films and they have code names. Solve Everything is actually a very famous and more recent storyline from the Fantastic Four and may give us an inkling as to what we can expect from the narrative. It's pretty crazy and actually lines up perfectly with some of the industry insider leaks and rumors we've gotten up until now. Now stop me if this sounds familiar from a very famous adult cartoon that probably a majority of you watch, but some of this storyline revolves around Reed Richards and whether or not he should join the Council of Reeds, yes, I'm dead serious, or spend time with his family. And what is the Council of Reeds, you ask? Well, much like the Council of Ricks, it's all the Reeds across alternate realities trying to work together to solve the multiverse's biggest problems, all of their problems. And then on the flip side of that, you have him wanting to spend time with his family and realizing he can't do both. Much like the obvious parallels to Rick and Morty, there is definitely a parallel between Reed Richards, his intelligence, and also having to act like an actual father and husband. Although the Fantastic Four has always been referred to as a family, readers and lovers of the original vintage comics know well there's a little empathy missing there. And with the inclusion of his kids, including Franklin Richards, right off the bat, instead of leaving that, a huge gap in the cinematic universe, which is what would happen if they pick up with the storyline, then immediately you have a lot of different motivations for that character. You get to see a deeper and different emotional side of Reed Richards, which I will go ahead and mention leaves him more vulnerable to one Doctor Doom. Now, of course, there's a lot of similarities here between Rick and Morty and the Marvel Cinematic Universe going forward, and that's maybe why the MCU decided to employ so many Rick and Morty writers. That's right, if you don't follow channels like mine and kept up with the reporting, a majority of the writers on the Disney Plus series, including Loki and WandaVision, who have now been signed up to write on other series like She-Hulk and some of the silver screen productions from Marvel Studios were all original writers on Rick and Morty. The reason that transition makes so much sense is as Marvel Studios and Disney start to delve into this multiverse, time travel, there's a lot of ways that they can step into huge plot holes if they're not super smart about how they do it. And perhaps no TV series in the history of TV has done a better job of breaking off some of the hardest to understand concepts, everything from string theory to metaphysics and even higher ideas of self and identity while keeping it light and funny and not creating enormous narrative plot holes. But no one can deny that that show also solely focuses on Rick Sanchez's push and pull between wanting to belong, be empathetic and love his family and his sense of adventure and intellect ruling his life. That is going to be the major focus on Reed Richards right off the bat and not perhaps something we've seen out of the already made superhero team, the Avengers. Remember Tony Stark, Steve Rogers, they didn't really find their families or at least the family that they've got outside of the Avengers until Avengers Endgame for Nat. She said 
said that that was her family and outside of Clint, they all sort of bonded together to create a new family. This is going to be a different look at a character who sort of has the same call as Iron Man, a sense of adventure, but also has to reconcile that with actual responsibility and family at home. Considering the Fantastic Four are family in and of themselves, this is going to be pretty meta and very exciting, especially considering they named this LLC after this exact storyline. Now my final thought here in getting back to what Charlie Murphy speculated about this being added to the 2023 slate is that whatever the plans for Marvel Studios were went completely out the window after this year. They've probably had to adjust some things. I know you guys have seen the reports about Disney downsizing their film studio and leaning towards Disney Plus and video on demand releases now, making that the center of attention. Now, Marvel Studios movies are still gonna be a primary focus. They will still be the main money maker over there bringing in billions of dollars, and they didn't put all of this money into these franchises to stop here. But this is an interesting take on what's going on with superhero teams and the fact that while we haven't had an Avengers or an X-Men movie for quite a while, and outside of Spider-Man, and while also the Batman title, those two characters in and of themselves carry a lot more weight, and I know Batman is DC, I don't want to make anyone upset here, but a Batman movie or a Spider-Man movie in and of itself, and this is just looking at SEO, just looking at the SEO clicks that those movies generate are way bigger than say some of your smaller franchise teams. You bring along someone like James Gunn who can do that for Guardians of the Galaxy, but outside of an X-Men or an Avengers, using a Fantastic Four film to sort of galvanize and bring back the movie base for when this is safe to do again, well, if that wasn't a priority before, it is 100% a priority now, and I also wouldn't be surprised to see an Avengers 5 film sort of expedited and maybe come a little quicker down the pipeline. Remember guys, eventually things are gonna go back to normal. I know it doesn't seem like it. We're all very excited for that to happen when it's safe to do so, and when they finally can do that, you can imagine having a huge superhero team blockbuster when everything is really back to normal is the exact sort of thing that would solve all the bottom line problems. Look, if Black Widow is still probably going to make a billion dollars, you guys can only imagine how much the Fantastic Four under the Marvel Studios banner is going to make. Let me know all your thoughts down below. How hype are you guys for the Fantastic Four and who is your pick to be cast as Reed Richards and Sue Storm if in fact they're not going with Emily Blunt and John Krasinski as we've reported many times here at the channel. I am all ears. I'm super stoked alongside you guys and quickly let's get into the giveaway stuff before I let you go. Okay, we're still giving away this insane one-fourth scale XM Studios Beta Ray Bill. This thing's almost three feet tall. It's just over three feet tall, in fact, and it's going to be given away at 750,000 subscribers. All you have to do to be entered to win, hit the subscribe button, then leave a comment down below. That automatically enters you to win the rest of the prizes here at the channel, like our third and final Infinity Saga box set. We already gave away two earlier this year. This one we're giving away on New Year's Eve at the end of the year. If you want to be entered to win either of the prizes or any of the future stuff we give away, including PlayStation 5s, all the same rules will always apply. Hit the subscribe button, then leave a comment down below, and because it's truly random, the more videos you comment on, the better chance you have of winning. Make sure to hit the notification bell with notifications turned on to keep up with the content. Of course, if you enjoyed today's video or the content here at the channel, please hit the like button. If you guys want to follow me one step further, you can find me on Instagram at IamFires or over on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Novellen, N-V-E-L-L-E-N. There's links down in the description to both. My name is Michael Roman. This is everything always, guys. Thanks for checking out the channel and stick around. We'll be posting again real, real soon.
Tom, Tom, Tom. Um, can you tell us about the Spider-Verse? Honestly, mate, I'm sick of this Spider-Verse stuff. Right? I'm the only Spider-Man. It's me. Only one. There ever is and ever will be. Greg! Sorry. Tom, 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 Tom. Um, can you tell us about the Spider-Verse? Honestly, mate, I'm sick of this Spider-Verse stuff. Right? I'm the only Spider-Man. It's me. Only one. There ever is and ever will be. Greg! Sorry. What's going on guys? Welcome to Everything Always. My name's Michael Roman, an absolutely hilarious video of Tom Holland weighing in on the original Spider-Verse rumors when everything was going on around Spider-Man Far From Home. It's been picking up virility here lately because, well, it plays so well right now with all of these, again, rumors of a live-action Spider-Verse with Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire. However, this is an older video that's been sourced here real recently again. As you can see here clearly, though, it's also staged in a hilarious response to this. He's not really saying he's the only Spider-Man this is definitely on purpose and for a gag. And as revealed just earlier today on his own Instagram, Tom Holland has confirmed the reprisal of this costume in Spider-Man 3, that this will be coming back at least for the earlier part of the film. And you have to imagine, unless he has access to some other sort of lab or the resources they had on the plane with Happy, that he's not going to be able to craft another one that may be the suit he ends up using for the entirety of Spider-Man 3. Either way, it's hilarious how an older video can play so well right now and how spider Spider-Verse rumors have not gone away. You have to remember back when the original re-signing of Sony and Marvel went down in the fall of 2019, there were immediate live-action rumors, and there's been reports of Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire multiple times over the last year before everything broke loose with these most recent rumors. This is something that's been in the rumor mill for quite a long time, and it's, again, so funny that it's still coming around. Guys, let me know all your thoughts down below, how hyped you are for this, and obviously, what's your main contender for the title of the film? Is it Homesick or Homeworld? Honestly, Homesick sounds a little more grounded to me, pun totally intended, but it'll be interesting to see which way they go. In light of the narrative, both seem to work right now. Let me know all your thoughts, and quickly, let's get into the giveaway stuff before I let you go. We're still giving away this insane one-fourth scale XM Studios Beta Ray Bill. All you have to do to be entered to win, hit the subscribe button, then leave a comment down below, and that automatically enter you to win all the rest of the prizes here at the channel, like the third and final Infinity Saga box set. We gave away two earlier this year, in the earlier part of the year. We're giving this one away on New Year's Eve in December, regardless of the subscriber count. If you want to be entered to win the Beta Ray Bill, this Infinity Saga box set, or any of the other prizes going forward, all the same rules will always apply at the channel. Hit the subscribe button because you need to be a subscriber. Then leave a comment down below because it's truly random. The more videos you comment on, the better chance you have of winning. All winners will be announced at the end of the videos or same way we're doing here. If you've missed any of the previous winner announcements, all you have to do is scroll back to the channel, look for the winner announcement in the sub count in the title, and scroll to the end. Make sure to hit the notification bell to keep up with all our releases here at the channel. And of course, if you enjoyed today's video or the content here, please hit the like button. My name's Michael Roman. This is Everything Always. You guys can follow me over on Instagram at IamFires or over on twitch.tv forward slash Novellan. There's links down below to both. Thanks for checking out the channel and stick around. We'll be posting again real, real soon. Welcome back to New Rockstars, I'm Eric Voss, and Spider-Man 3 is currently in production with Tom Holland sharing our first official look from the set. An image of him in the Spider-Man suit, playing it safe, double masking it. Weird, because I was always told in health class that double bagging it was bad. I'm kidding, your face mask should be the thickness of a wall of your home that you didn't leave. But besides the mask on mask, there actually is some interesting clues that we can pull from this photo, which combined with all the other news we are learning about this next Spider-Man film, might 
might tell us a lot about the movie's plot. I'm gonna break down all the new stuff we've learned. Spoiler warning in case any of this speculation ruins your life. Okay, here is this first look. Tom Holland in the Spider-Man suit, mask over the face, captioned, wear a mask I'm wearing too. First off, thank you, Tom. I assume they are adhering to a number of safety protocols, including actors wearing masks in between takes. The Spider-Man suit he's wearing is the same suit he wore at the end of Spider-Man Far From Home, which he assembled in the back of the Stark jet as they made their way from the Netherlands to London and worn in the final scene, swinging around New York with MJ and reacting to Mysterio's doctored footage released by J. Jonah Jameson. I have speculated that as an accused criminal, Peter Parker could get his suit and gear confiscated, but they gotta catch him first. <laughs> Actually, tomorrow we're gonna be releasing an episode of The Big Question where we dig into the actual crimes and legal costs that Peter would be facing coming out of Far From Home. Keep an eye out for that. But yeah, for at least part of this movie, Peter is going to stay in that suit. And it's a good thing because judging from this Instagram photo, that suit has such great contouring and texturing. They really don't need to enhance anything with CGI, unlike all the CGI enhancements they have to do to me every new Rockstars video. Yes, Tom Holland is wearing a mask here. And yes, one rumored title of this third film is Spider-Man Homesick, but I don't think we need to read into any connection here. The fact that he's wearing a mask in this photo probably isn't a clue to that because it's also still very possible that the title of the film could be something like Spider-Man Home Worlds based on the confirmation that Benedict Cumberbatch Stephen Strange is joining Peter Parker in this story. Based on that fact, I still think the likeliest direction for the plot is to tap into Stephen Strange's role as the Sorcerer Supreme capable of navigating the multiverse, something both of these Avengers might need to do if our theories about WandaVision end up being right and Scarlet Witch does indeed shatter the MCU into an array of alternate realities. Ned actor Jacob Batalon hinted at some mind-blowing twist is coming in an Instagram story reaction to his reading the script. No. And this is crazy that you can actually see this, but if you zoom way into Batalon's eyes to the reflection of the glowing screen showing the script pages, you can barely make out a glowing void of calmness and peace in which we can take comfort knowing that whatever the future holds, the plot of this film will have minimal impact on our inner happiness. Yeah, I'm kidding. You can't see anything reflected in his eyes. But there is a clue that you might have missed in the image that Tom Holland shared to the far right is the right hand of someone. Based on the clothing there, I have some thoughts on who this could be. One of the Avengers. Ooh, uh, but before I continue, I need a snack on some yummy, healthy cereal. Magic Spoon! Thanks to Magic Spoon for sponsoring this video. See, between being inactive while stuck at home and uh, anxiety-induced binging, my uh, eating habits have not been great lately, but I've been wanting to cut down on the sugar and unhealthy food, but you know, Papa still needs his comfort food, and that is cereal. Lucky for me, there is Magic Spoon cereal. It's just like the tasty cereal of our carefree childhoods, but without the coma-inducing sugar load. Each serving of Magic Spoon is only 110 calories, it has zero sugar, 11 grams of protein, and only three net grams of carbs. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. Their great flavors include the original four, the fruity, the frosted, the blueberry, the cocoa. Oh, actually, I just got two of the new flavors, the salted caramel and, oh, my new favorite, apple cinnamon. Oh. 
Mm. Over the river and through the woods, it's like digging into some turkey day apple pie. Boy oh boy, I'm gonna be back to eating cereal for every meal of the day. Click the link below to get some Magic Spoon cereal today, and you can build your very own variety box and use my code NEWROCKSTARS for free shipping. You can choose from the best-selling cocoa, fruity, frosted, and blueberry flavors, plus brand new flavors that just dropped, including peanut butter, including cinnamon. So many of you have asked, and now this is the first time Magic Spoon has ever released a new option to build your very own custom box with new flavors to choose from, so don't wait. And Magic Spoon is so confident with their product, it is backed with a 100% happiness guarantee, so if you don't like it for any reason, they will refund your money, no questions asked. So click the link below and use the code NEWROCKSTARS for free shipping, or go to magicspoon.com slash NEWROCKSTARS. Okay, back to this first look image of Spider-Man 3 that Tom Holland shared. There is someone on the far right of the frame there. Their arm sleeve appears to hang low over their hand, making me think this is a costume because just from my experience on film sets, set crew workers tend to have their sleeves up, their hands free to handle equipment, not get snagged on anything. You'll also notice there is a circular piece of equipment. I am thinking this is a large industrial floor fan that they often use on sets to blast wind. So my first thought was that this could be the hand of Dr. Stephen Strange. It would make sense with why Peter's still in his far from home suit and give us a clue to a possible opening scene of the film. Like after seeing his identity shared all over the news, Peter could freak out and swing on over to the Sanctum Sanctorum. Geographically plotting Peter's location in Manhattan, he was watching those screens at Penn Station, which is closer to Times Square than 1778 Bleecker Street, which is further south, closer to Washington Square Park. That would make for a dramatic dash south by Peter to the Sanctum, where he could crash in through that window to find Strange and Wong sharing a pint of a hunk of Hulka burning fudge. Fans closely watching the studio set have noticed that Benedict Cumberbatch arrived in Atlanta shortly after Tom Holland and spent at least a week there. If it is Strange or Wong standing with Peter Parker here, the blue screen background and wind machine could suggest they are standing at the precipice of a portal, looking into a vast interdimensional space, a web of life and destiny, or, you know, they use these blue screens and fans for all kinds of sets and backgrounds. So again, back into Ned's eyeball void. Relax, Eric, we don't need the answers. That is the answer. But I should also point out that Doctor Strange's robes actually end with the sleeves wrapped up to fit his wrists snugly, not draped down over his knuckles. But one piece of Avengers wardrobe that does look a bit more like that is the jacket worn by Tony Stark and other Avengers. Tony's sleeves definitely hung that low during the New York battle in Infinity War. And if this movie does expand into the multiverse, a little cameo from Robert Downey Jr. Tony Stark from another dimension, maybe that dimension Sorcerer Supreme even, would answer many fans' prayers. Little, little, little cameo. Or the hand could belong to Wanda Maximoff, whose arm sleeve does end in the glove that covers her fingers. And I do believe that Wanda is going to be a central figure of this multi-title multiverse crisis in the first half of phase four. But look, folks, even with Tom Holland's known affinity for oversharing set leaks and spoilers, I don't think he would be allowed to post a photo that contained any part of an Avenger actor that we'd recognize because the studio knows that the nerds possess like digital profiles of every major MCU character and we can run it against everything. But it is nonetheless very exciting to get these first images of Spider-Man 3. The studio has hinted that we will get some kind of trailer before the end of this year. So what do you make of Tom Holland's set photo, this mystery hand, Jacob Batalon's reaction video, and the speculation over the film's title? Hit us up on our official Discord server, which you can join by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash newrockstars. But 
the better way to support this channel and get some amazing apparel and accessories for yourself or as a gift is to check out our new merch store at newrockstarsmerch.com. Folks, we got shirts, hoodies, masks you can wear over your Spider-Man mask, a high I'm Eric Voss shirt, lots more, newrockstarsmerch.com. Also subscribe to New Rockstars, hit that notification bell, follow me at EA Boss, follow New Rockstars. Thank you for watching. And if you need to find me, I will be doing some deep breathing and unwinding in the Ned Eyeball Void. I think he'll go into the light. Oh, hey, Janet. Welcome back everyone, it's Charlie. This is gonna be my new Spider-Man 3 Marvel video. Tom Holland was posting again, this time on purpose, or leaking stuff on purpose, I should say. There's also a really cool Andrew Garfield Iron Man clip going around too, talking about the Avengers, so I'll include that in the video too. If you're new to the channel, be sure to subscribe to get all the videos. There's gonna be a bunch of big Spider-Man stuff happening in the next couple of months, including Venom 2 trailers and all kinds of other stuff too. We're doing an Amazon giveaway. All you have to do to enter is be a subscriber and let me know what kind of big Easter eggs you wanna see during Spider-Man 3. I'll number these as we go along, but you probably saw this morning, Tom Holland was posting a new preview of a Spider-Man 3 from behind the scenes, not leaking this time with permission. He's still wearing the Steve Ditko suit from Spider-Man Far From Home. So the scene that they're filming in this is probably from relatively early in the movie before it gets shredded and he has to make a new suit. It should never be a question. Of course, they're always gonna give him a new Spider-Man suit in every single movie, sometimes multiple new suits, usually for the purposes of selling more toys. As long as the new suits are badass, I totally don't care. But the thing here is that he's also wearing a mask on top of his mask, so to speak, just to show people the conditions that they're filming under. They're filming the movie in Atlanta like they filmed the other Spider-Man movies in Atlanta. There are production websites that are still referring to the movie's title as Spider-Man Homesick, but that title could wind up changing by the time Sony and Marvel officially have Tom Holland leak it. They're filming this on a standard blue screen here just because whatever's happening is part of an action scene that's just way too big to film in the real world. He's crouched in a fighting pose with one of his fists clenched. That's why I say it's probably from a fight scene with Electro or one of the other potential Sinister Six villains. Michael Keaton was talking about coming back as the Vulture recently, but I don't know how big he would be during the movie. It might just wind up being a cameo if this isn't gonna be a full-blown Sinister Six movie. And just from all the other stuff that we've been hearing about the movie, it sounds like it's not gonna be full-blown Sinister Six yet. It looks like he's just crouched there on an elevated metal walkway. There's not a lot to go on here because it's all blue screen. They're gonna be creating this digitally but there is the dude creeping behind him just out of frame. Everybody was wondering about what's going on with this. Zoom, enhance, if you blow the image out, it's kind of hard to tell, but it looks like he's a white dude with just a really, really dirty hand. So obviously it couldn't be Jamie Foxx's Electro character. He doesn't seem quite tall enough to be Ned Leeds. It could also just be one of the crew members helping get the scene ready to be filmed, making sure Tom Holland doesn't walk off the side of the platform that they're filming on, which does happen to actors all the time because some of them can't see when they have their masks on. Robert Downey Jr. famously said that he couldn't see a thing when he was filming the Iron Man movies. This is him joking about literally not being able to see two feet in front of him because of the lights blaring in his face when the helmet was up. 
when the, when that thing clamps onto your head, yes. is, is that thing really there or is it not really there? Excellent question. Because it... <laughs> Initially, it was, everything was really there. They wanted to spend as little as they could on CG replacement. So I remember this helmet went on and like there'd be a shot and I'd be in this whole suit. And they say, all right, Robert, you're gonna, it's like you landed on the roof. So when we say action, just go like that, like you just landed and then start moving forward. So I put this helmet on and it slammed closed and I couldn't see anything. And then these LED lights went on and it was like Manchurian Candidate. Like I could, I was absolutely blinded. By the time we're doing The Last Avengers, they'd just be like, hey, Robert, would you mind putting on that helmet? No, yes, no. Put two dots here and then you can paint it in later. Yeah. The joke there obviously is that by the time they got to the first Avengers movies, when they started doing the add it in post style of filming Iron Man scenes, where he literally just walks around on set with the dots on him, and then they add the suit in post production, with a few exceptions. You have scenes like this Spider Man Iron Man scene where they need some reference, so they have him wear sort of that vest that's the Iron Man chest piece, but that's it. That's all he has to wear. They did the exact same thing for Benedict Cumberbatch when he was going to wear his version of the Iron Man suit. They were just going to tune it so that it would have the Ayabaga Moto in the center instead of the arc reactor. That was a really cool deleted scene, so hopefully we'll see them add that back in for Doctor Strange 2 or do a version of it because they're getting so crazy with the multiverse. Speaking of which, Marvel is filming both Spider-Man 3 and Doctor Strange 2 at the same time right now. Benedict Cumberbatch, we all know, is going to be a major character in Spider-Man 3. He's like the big Avengers crossover character, replacing Iron Man as a mentor to Spider-Man. But here's the thing with that though, they're actually filming Spider-Man 3 in Atlanta, like I said, but Doctor Strange 2 is getting ready to film in the UK, so I'm assuming that means that Doctor Strange won't be around for all of Spider-Man 3. He'll just show up in some key parts of the movie. Probably a pretty similar situation to what we saw of Iron Man during Spider-Man Homecoming. Some pep talks, a few assists, an action scene, and then some sort of post-credit scene or an ending tag scene that's meant to be a Doctor Strange 2 teaser, because now Doctor Strange 2 is being released after Spider-Man 3. In fact, it's the next Marvel movie right after they release Spider-Man 3, so of course they're probably going to be connected. They did a version of that with Thor in the Doctor Strange post-credit scene, but that was more of like a whole scene that they just clipped out of Thor Ragnarok. In fact, Taika Waititi is the one that shot that Doctor Strange post-credit scene, even though Scott Derrickson was the one that was shooting the Doctor Strange movie. This is them just practicing more of the stunts. I can't wait to see him leak the new version of the suit, totally on purpose, of course. Now the leaks pretty much happen on Sony's clock. Like, they tell Tom Holland, we want the whole world to know about this, so please just post it accidentally, quote-unquote, on your Instagram. There's still all kinds of multiverse, Spider-Verse theories about what's going on with Electro's character and Easter eggs for other live-action versions of Spider-Man. This clip is of Andrew Garfield talking about crossing over with the Avengers characters. Listen to what he thinks about his version of Spider-Man meeting Iron Man, especially since we've had so many movies with Tom Holland being so close to the MCU version of Iron Man. Um, you know, I, I, I was trying to team him up, team him up with every mm. different Avenger. He wouldn't get along with Tony Stark because no. I, I don't think he he likes he, too arrogant. For too him. arrogant ethics are dubious, um, and uh, you know Peter's a man of the people. Peter's the working class hero, whereas Tony's this rich gazillionaire that you know is arguably you know not all that responsible or kind of heartfelt. The interesting thing about that clip you have to remember is that one, he's talking about his version of Spider-Man from the Amazing Spider-Man movies, and two, this clip is from 2014, a couple years ago. So at that point, we'd only had Iron Man 3 in the first Avengers movies, so Iron Man hadn't snapped the Infinity Gauntlet and sacrificed himself to save the entire universe yet. 
But even then, when he's talking about Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man, I don't know, maybe he just hadn't seen all the Iron Man movies up to that point, but I felt like he'd had a pretty decent character arc so far, and he wasn't quite as self-serving as Andrew Garfield is making him sound like. But some of what he says is factually correct. Like, Spider-Man has been traditionally a blue-collar hero, a man of the people, a true man of the people. Iron Man has always been this billionaire industrialist, so far removed from street level, so to speak. Usually one of the tropes of Spider-Man movies, in all the Spider-Man movies, even the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies, is that Spider-Man is pretty much broke all the time. But I do like the idea that once they eventually get to full-blown live-action Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse movies someday, when different versions of Spider-Man interact with the other Avengers characters, they'll have very different dynamics with each of them. So the people that Tom Holland's Spider-Man is really close to on the Avengers might not get along with Andrew Garfield or Tobey Maguire's versions of Spider-Man. And just using Iron Man as an example, part of the fun of that too is finding out what the backstory is there. What kind of person is their version of Iron Man from their home world? What are the Avengers from their worlds like? That whole what if scenario is basically what they're doing with Marvel's What If Disney Plus series. I think based on the Winter Soldier's costume here, for example, the Marvel Zombies episode in particular is going to be a big Avengers episode. Like what if Avengers Infinity War? As far as I know, they're not going to be doing any big Spider-Verse stuff during the What If series, but there's always potential for that because it's an animated series and they don't have any of the budget limitations that the live-action movies have. They can write whatever kind of action scenes they want. They could put as many versions of Spider-Man in an episode that they want to. And the really cool thing about the rights issue with Sony is that Marvel actually does produce most of the half-hour animated Spider-Man series, not Sony, because they have the rights to do those. I believe it's Sony that has the rights to do live-action, hour-long television shows. Marvel and Disney have the rights to half-hour animation, and that's basically what we're getting with the What If episodes. The Sony people were teasing that we were going to see some sort of Spider-Man 3 trailer before the end of the year. I don't know what that's going to look like, or what kind of teaser it's going to be, but they said that they would show us something before the end of the year, and we'll also probably see a Venom 2 trailer as well. The Venom 2 movie is pretty much done. They're finishing editing and post-production now, so they're just working on special effects. They could release a teaser trailer anytime they want. But everyone, let me know in the comments, which other Avengers characters would you want to see Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man team up with in the MCU if he ever gets a cameo scene? Speaking of giant spiders, everyone click here for my full Mandalorian Season 2 Episode 2 video, and click here to watch Tom Holland talk about Spider-Man 3. Thank you so much for watching. Everyone stay safe. I'll see you guys tonight.